Welcome, everybody, to A Servant's Heartbeat. My name is Kristen. Thank you for listening and allowing me to share my heartbeat for the kingdom of God with you. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Tis the season, my friends. Christmas has arrived. And by the time you listen to this episode, you may have just finished visiting with your family and friends, exchanging some gifts, and enjoyed some good old Christmas dinner. <laughs> and it's during this season, this, this time of year, that people all over the world reflect on the true meaning of Christmas. And today, we're going to do a little reflecting ourselves. Now, I'll say up front, this may not be the traditional Christmas-type devotion, but my hope is, as we talk through some things today, that it could serve as a reminder of keeping Jesus at the center of it all. Now, there are many things that people will begin to look forward to during the Christmas season. For some, it's time with family. It's time with friends that you maybe only get to see at this time of year. For some people, it's the joy and anticipation of exchanging gifts. I mean, I think I have played three to four white elephant games <laughs> this season. <laughs> and, and for others, it's the food, y'all. I mean, this is the time where mama and grandmama and mama and aunties and uncles and cousins and everybody is bringing out their best cooking. And this just ain't any old meal, y'all. I mean, this leaves you satisfied, ready for a nap, and perhaps an increase in my clothing size. But I'll take care of that on my New Year's diet plan. Well, growing up, my family referred to this kind of eating as soul food. And maybe you've heard of that too. This is the food that when you take a bite, it talks back to you. I mean, it's got some soul to it. So while you are celebrating the Christmas holidays, when you sit around the table and you get to munching on the goods, consider soul food. And not just any old soul food, but the original soul food. That spiritual food that satisfies the soul like none other. This soul food is set on a table that I want to linger at for a while. I'm not trying to scarf this down and move on with other things in my life, but I'm coming back to this table for seconds, for thirds, and fourths as much as I can. I want to linger at this table and enjoy some time with the Lord. And getting straight to the point of what we'll talk about today, time with the Lord is some real good soul food. So let's talk food for a moment. What you are going to eat and drink are basic needs in your life. When you're hungry, there is just something special about getting an invitation to come and eat. And what's really amazing is when that person that invited you, you say, hey, thanks, I appreciate that. Can I bring anything to the dinner? And they're like, no, I just want your company. I just want your fellowship. I just want to spend time with you. Don't bring anything. And sometimes I have to step back and remember, hey, the Lord enjoys time and fellowship with me. 
He enjoys my company. There's nothing, you know, extravagant or special about what I've brought to the table, but he loves to spend time with us. And oh, to let that sink in (laughs) during this Christmas season, the Lord loves having me at his table. So consider a moment in, in your life, and I think we've probably all been here, but a time where you felt spiritually hungry and thirsty. There was a void of some sort in your life. Maybe you were hungry and thirsty for a change. You felt empty and were looking for some kind of fulfillment or satisfying of your soul. Well, then one day comes the invitation. Hey, if you're thirsty, come to the waters. If you're hungry, come on and eat. Even if you don't have any money, come on over. There's plenty provisions here. Well, this example comes from Isaiah 55 and 1, where it says, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Now, there's some things to take note of here in this verse. And one of those things is repetition. Three times there's an invitation to come. Come ye to the waters, come ye buy and eat, come buy wine and milk. And twice we're told money is no issue. He that hath no money, buy without money and without price. So if you're hungry, thirsty, or have a need, this is the table you want to be sitting at. Again, it's not that I have brought anything special or extravagant to this meal. Because sometimes I feel like my cooking skills don't compare with other folks, you know. <laughs> but, but this invitation means something to the Lord. It means so much to him that the ultimate price has been paid. So even if you feel inadequate or unworthy or whatever it may be, this invitation is still to come and be fed. Come to the table where your needs are met and your soul is fed. Are you hungry for soul food? Philippians 4.19 says, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. His riches, hmm, without money and without price. So again, are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Do you have a need? God is taking care of our needs. His supply and provisions go well beyond what my little mind can picture. Matthew 6.31 tells us, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat and what shall we drink? Your, your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. He knows exactly what we need and what will satisfy and fulfill the soul. So we've talked about needs and and God is taking care of my needs. But now the next question, will I let him guide me in what I want and what I desire? In other words, I have a need. I'm hungry and thirsty. 
my God supplies that need. Now, what about my wants and my desires? Will I let him guide me in what's good for my soul? It's at his table where my needs are met. And perhaps letting the Lord guide us in our wants and desires comes when we've chosen to linger at his table for a little while longer. Think about when you were a youngin, and parents, you can probably just live this out right now with your kids sometimes, but consider when you were younger and maybe you earned some money. You had some spending money and it was burning your pocket. So the hope of your parents or the hope of the one that gave you that money was that you would spend it wisely and not walk out of Walmart with a sack full of junk food. Now you're thinking that junk food is what you wanted. It was your desire. So that's what you chose to spend your hard-earned money on. I mean, come on, you worked for this. So here you come, strolling out of the store with a sack full of junk food and maybe a toy or two. You didn't quite let your parents or that person in authority guide you in pursuing and seeking after your wants and desires. Well, continuing in Isaiah 55, it speaks to this in verse 2. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. So to paraphrase that a little bit, why spend money on food that does not give strength to your soul? Why spend money or time on things that don't bring a benefit to your soul? Why settle for something less than where God wants to lead you? Why labor giving a huge chunk of your time and energy to something with little return? Why pay for the junk food of life that does you no good? So listen up. Hearken diligently. Let me guide you towards that which is good and will satisfy your soul. Now, this verse mentions money, but in application to, to how this applies to us, this could be our money, our time, our talents, abilities, lots of things. So the, the question to consider is, do I spend time on things that will not benefit my soul? I'll be honest, I'm guilty of it. But when I can stop and consider, time is a gift from the Lord. And I want to learn to be a little more intentional about how that time is spent. So some questions for personal reflection. Am I letting God guide me? and how that time is spent. And this could be abilities, gifts, talents, you name it. I'm just saying time here. So starting off my day by talking to the Lord, spending some time at his table will help me plan out my day a whole lot more effectively to where I'm not wasting time on things that have little return or no benefit to my soul. Another question, am I letting God guide me and how my gifts, talents, and abilities 
are used. So have I, I lingered at his table in fellowship and talked about doing a work within his kingdom? Is there anything you need of me today, God? How can I bless you and serve you today? And there's lots of things, lots of things, (laughs) y'all, that I would love to dive my little hands into and spend my quote unquote money on. But what's the best investment for my soul? Now, God may direct me away from something that I would prefer to invest in or spend some time on, and I may not understand why. (laughs) And I'm thinking, okay, well, why, God? I, I, I want this. Well, this chapter says a little something about that, too, in verses 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. In other words, okay, Lord, I want this, but not my will, but thine be done. I want to walk in your ways and consider your thoughts because I know your ways are higher than mine. So in considering how our spending options paying out, you know, our time, our money, our effort, abilities, etc. I want to learn to realize this. There are lots of things I can afford to do. But is it good for my soul? Just because I, I could have access to it. Just because it's in my reach. Just because I could obtain it if I want to. Is it good for my soul? Now, getting to our our main point here, food for the soul, food and labor in the kingdom of God are worth every investment. I mean, consider how many references to food alone there are in the Bible, specifically when talking about the word of God. So just to name a few, Job 23, 12, neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Jeremiah 15, 16, thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. And then there's Matthew 4, 4. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And this is just a few more verses. There are lots more to taste and see. So we're talking food for the soul, soul food. Now, if you bring me some Reese's cups, you will be speaking my love language, (laughs) but that's not going to be a satisfying meal. That's not real soul food. It's not going to satisfy a deep hunger and longing in me. Now, a child may have trouble comprehending this. To them, food is food. You're offering me Reese cups. I want Reese cups for dinner. (laughs) I don't care if it doesn't satisfy my soul. I want Reese cups. But as I mature in my walk with God... I want to get to a place where I am willing 
to want to taste and partake of what's got some substance to it. That place where when I feel hungry, empty, needing something, my appetite isn't going for spiritual junk food, if you will, but it's going for that original soul food, realizing that what I need is at the Lord's table. Matthew 5 and 6 says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Now, I know I need to hunger for healthier things, (laughs) but I want cookies, cakes, and pies, oh my. (laughs) And on a similar note, I know I need time with God, but other things do pull for my time and attention. Now, it's not that those other things are sinful things, but I want to develop a spiritual maturity and discipline that learns to seek the kingdom first. So when I take the time to linger at the Lord's table for a while on that soul food, my priorities get aligned a little better. It amazes me that the more time I spend with the Lord, the more my taste buds for certain things begin to change. What used to pull me away from time and consecration and commitment with the Lord now has little appeal to me because I know where my strength lies. I know where I'm fed the best. So wrapping things up here, I have wants and desires, things I've been praying for that maybe have not come to pass yet. I'm sure you do too. But lingering at the Lord's table, spending some time with him, that's where I learn to trust him and seek the kingdom first and his righteousness. He's got me. He's going to take care of the rest. Psalm 37, 3 through 5 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed with some soul food. (laughs) Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So as you sit around the table this Christmas, and you get to enjoying the fellowship and good cooking, remember the food that satisfies the soul. I want to take time and intentionally thank God for the invitation to his table. Rather, it's prayer. Rather, it's Bible reading. I don't want to be in a hurry to move on to the next thing. I want to develop a spiritual appetite that causes me to want to linger a little while longer at this table. Enjoying his time, growing closer to him. It's in those lingering moments where my soul is fed and my cup overflows. David said, my cup runneth over. My relationship with the Lord is strengthened here at this table, at his table, where I find the original soul food. <laughs>